New Earth Matrix. Hi, this is Carol Fitzpatrick. I'm happy to have you join us. And today uh, we're going to play a little bit of Q&A about our Global Light Centers project. Um, we've got Mark here and he's going to be asking me a series of questions. And uh, let's see where this goes. So what is your process in learning how to direct the flow of energy and people towards certain areas? What is it that you do to know uh, what to do in relation to the Global Light Centers? Uh, basically get into the energy of what I just did when you were asking me that question. I neutralized my mind and uh, internally aligned with the vibration of your voice and the energy, the intention of the way that you asked the question and uh, allowed the frequencies, the higher frequencies, to come into my body, to my uh, consciousness, and um, leave, I leave myself open so that I can understand through feeling, sensing, being, what is it that I'm to understand, to see, to know. And from there, it's about the visions and the knowings that come in. And they always come in in a full-bodied way. If I know that I'm to be in a certain place at a certain time, and I can feel that energetic in my body, and it's immediate, I know that I'm to get moving along on it and, and go do. If I see the scene from, say, above, sometimes I'm often taken up and out of my body, and I see things from above, from the vantage point of the, the bigger grid system, then I know that I'm just being shown certain things in terms of pay attention to what's coming. And we have uh, synergized that process that I, it's not just me doing it, uh, we all do that. We, we can all get into that sensing feeling space and we do it individually and we're in the global light centers project we do that as a together so that we can be at the right time the right place uh, to raise our frequency high enough so that these beings these star elders can come low enough to in help us to entrain to a higher frequency field as a collective and that's literally what we're doing in terms of building a new earth grid of consciousness. And so we've been shown and told that there are particular ley lines that intersect there with these intergalactic ley lines. And if we can get to those places with certain timestamps associated with them and open ourselves up to receive an infusion of light, then that accelerates that it not only accelerates our evolution, but it also accelerates and it brings light in uh, into the planetary grid system to benefit absolutely everyone. And so it's both a self selflessness that we're doing, we're doing it for ourselves, 
And at the same time, we know that as we do this uh, great and allow these great infusions of light within us, it has a direct impact on the entire grid system. And so that's in essence the mission. So just go a little deeper into when you're very relaxed, like like when you're up at the cabin or on a vacation or something like that, and the mind is totally let, letting go, what happens? You All of a sudden you get a, a just a knowing or just a download of, of, oh, we have to do this, we have to go there, we have to clear this, we have to go do an activation here. What, what does that feel like and where does that intelligence come from? Who is, who is it that's, or what is it that's informing you? Well, there are three, three basic questions in there, right? What is the process? Who is it? And, and I forget the third. What's informing you? What's informing me? Who is it or what's informing me? How does that happen? Um, well, just as I explained, actually, uh, our energy systems are, uh, I've been told that our energy system have 17 layers to them. So if you look at what, say, the, the striata of a rainbow, a rainbow, you can see that there's blue, green, yellow, orange, purple, blue, whatever. But at the same time, if you really were to pinpoint where in the, the division of that rainbow is there the dividing line, our energy systems are like that. They go from the, the very dense physical level of awareness all the way out to, to where they're just very subtle energies. And those subtle energies connect to a, a vast interstellar grid system because we all are connected. So when I'm focused on my mind, when I'm focused on thinking, when I'm focused on what am I gonna have for dinner today or what am I gonna do, that is me shutting down or putting my focus more uh, local in a more localized manner. That's a very different kind of energy. That's me, the embodied soul that I am, focused on the part of my energy system that's functioning in the world, in the physical. When I relax and open, I just like the opening and the closing of a valve, I can open and tune into those more subtle aspects of my energy system and what they're connected to. And I'm also, uh, a direct communication link because I've learned over time what those packets or pockets of uh, downloaded light, they come in as pulses of light. Uh, we were talking earlier about what does it mean to receive a download? What is a light code? And it's a pocket of consciousness. It's a high frequency infusion like the puffing of wind, and it feels lighter, softer, uh, smooth as butter, or it can feel very intense on your energy system. But it literally comes in from the subtle fields, from the higher frequency grids, the interstellar grids, into, makes their way in through my body, into my body, into the more um, relative part of my body. My mind is neutral 
And we have to remember that the mind is a very small part of who we are. The, it's received in the central intelligence part of our body. It's received into the heart center. And we have to also remember that um, there are thousands and thousands of subtle energy grids that comprise and carry these codes through our body. Uh, the ancient Asians cultures understand this is the meridian system. And so it, I can feel, I remember the first time that I met you, I was having all kinds of trouble with my, the energy bouncing, bouncing through my system. And when I looked at that meridian map on your wall in your massage uh, practice office, I'm saying, OMG, I can see where the energy is bouncing from here to my neck, to the bit, da, da, going through my body. It was clear and traceable without, without question. And so that told me that I'm experiencing very, very high voltages, if you will. It felt like electric voltage going through my system. But my, my physical body was not calibrated. It wasn't opened enough uh, to accept these frequencies at the time. So it was very, it felt very harsh on my body. But at the same time, that feeling of harshness also came with a feeling of overwhelm because that feeling of overwhelm also uh, opened me up to see many, many things about those higher grid systems that I didn't have a context to know. I didn't know what they were. I could see them. And with my belief system coming from a basic standardized Christian background, where you get a lot of do this, don't do this. You know, if you're seeing this, this is this. And if you're seeing that, that's that. And how can this be? It took a lot of time and patience to work through that, to parse out that. So that leads me to the next question about who is this? Who is this? Uh, there's a lot of cosmology to actually run through, if you will, to filter through uh, because there are many different beings and I've seen these packets or these pockets of frequencies come in. I've seen them for other people. I've seen beings when I'm working with individuals. Depends upon what their belief system is. These higher beings can and do materialize all the time in the form that's most comfortable for the person to recognize because their entire goal is to open us up to, to help us to ascend. And so I see many beings and it depends on who and what is needed, needed to be communicated. It depends if it's something for my personal growth, it will be one kind of being. If it's something like a healing presence for someone or myself, it'll be one kind of being. If it's for the global light center missions, if it's um, intergalactic in nature, it will be interstellar beings. So you have the angelics, you have the interstellar beings, you have uh, ET from other planetary systems, you have uh, fairies and gnomes when my inner side opens and the nature spirits oftentimes will come and I've been shown many times that 
the nature spirits are just as powerful as any archangel because it's archangels taking form in the in the planetary grid system to comfort us and so i've what i've learned to do is to discern the energetic makeup the energetic alignment of what i'm being shown and the energy that's coming into my system what it feels like in my body how it is interfacing with my own energy system and then i'm discerning uh, once you open yourself up and you start to feel and you you i think the key thing is you have to know your own system you have to know your own body um, it's like anything if you're going to have a conversation with a professor well then you ne probably need to be a good student and know what the professor is going to ask you or at least in the neighborhood, do some studying. You know, if you're going to just go play in the playground, then it's just all about play and whatever happens, happens. Uh, so it's a combination of atoning your own uh, energy system, clearing out all the emotional clutter and traumas of the body so that you can be more clear to listen and to suspend any judgment that you might have that would shut the door or create a superstition or some such thing and go strictly on feeling, strictly on feeling, feeling and sensing. And when you do that, then what ha happens is those pockets of downloads, those informations that come in, uh, they come with, uh, we've heard the We've heard the term or the phrase, a picture is worth a thousand words. Well, an infusion of light um, comes with an entire cosmos. It comes with an entire uh, timeline, uh, time-space continuum. It comes with entire worlds. It, it, it's not a matter of what uh, is needs to be said it's not like saying a sentence it's really like saying volumes of books all simultaneously you've also heard a lot of uh, near-death experiencers talk about when they go to the light and they see their entire life they see everything they meet god and they see everything everything simultaneously well that's a lot of what this is and yet it's clear and it's directed it's a, it's a way of communicating. So higher beings and beings in higher realms, they don't speak like what I'm saying right now. It, right now, I would be considered a nanosecond of explanation. If I were to receive a download, I would get it. I would experience it would be full bodied. I'd feel the colors. I would see the context. I would know the, the landmass, the timing, the temperature on my skin it's like experiencing life in a holographic field and yet it's real and it depends on how open you are to receive and how discerning you are to uh, i'm going to say to integrate the communication into your awareness and then then to translate it and i also uh I say this to people all the time that I'm working with privately. Just because you get something doesn't mean you're supposed to do something with it. Just because you receive it in the moment doesn't mean 
you're to go out and do anything with it. And yet, that's the other part is getting your feeling sensing signals down. There are times when you know you're to do something with it. But the difference is we each are sovereign beings. And so it's our sovereignty. It is our individual choice, our discernment about, am I to do that? Uh, do I feel compelled to do that? I received it. And that's why I always ask the question of anybody, is this mine to do? So again, early on when I first opened, uh, it, was, it was an intergalactic highway. I had beings coming from right, left, center. I had Civil War soldiers showing up in my living room and, and people on the other side and, and the White Brotherhood coming and doing past life stuff with me. And, you know, it's like, what do you do with that? What do you do? You could live your life and you can spin out or you can begin to say, wait a second, I'm in a body. This is my life. This is my karmic path or not. This is mine to do. And so the Global Light Center project is actually one of the foundational things that we're hopefully teaching people, modeling for them, is how to be, how to be, how to make choice for oneself. Um, because it's got to really be clear within our own expression about as answering the question, is this mine to do? Is this mine to carry the torch for another race of beings or another person or a family member? Or is this mine to do for me? And what we're experiencing now is we're to really focus on ourselves. We're to focus on our own joy, our own sense of uh, awareness, let our own awareness guide us, let go of the past, and recognize that we're all about to experience a huge, like a mind whip of energy that is going to snap us into future, future self is coming in to integrate with current self. And so that's going to require us to really be, really be clear, really be clear within ourselves and to keep our minds in that neutral space. Don't offer up any judgments. Don't do projections. Don't get our feelings hurt about things. Just be in the moment because future self has a lot to share with us, has a lot to teach us. And, and the infusion of light may seem quite otherworldly. I don't think that we're gonna even look the same in a thousand years. I think they, our future selves look an awful lot like space beings that we've imagined, but in actuality, I don't think we've imagined them. I think they're real. I think we've, we have outpictured ourselves in a real way. So yeah, so the, the beings that uh, guide this project and guide the way forward, it's varied, but the best way to really know the way forward is to feel, is to feel. If it feels right, if it feels peaceful, it feels loving and kind, then that's what you wanna pay attention to. Great. During some of our very first activations, I'm thinking of North Carolina specifically, there was a lot of clearing that we did. And you would send groups of us out 
and our, our job was actually to to help to rid the area of the this distortion and it seemed like there was a lot of very dense energy that we were helping to, to release. Can you talk about that a little bit? What What is that about? It seemed like we had to do that before we were actually even given access to the light center area. Yeah, I, I see that a lot. I don't see that as much as what I used to, uh, but we have to remember that there, there are other races of beings on this earth. A lot of that's been cleared out now, most of it. I feel like there's still interference. Um, you know, what is playing out right now is a remnant of that. We're playing it out in the physical. And when you were guided to go to those places again, that direction came in the moment, very clear. It was like receiving orders. It was a very commanding, it has to be done now, like right now. And in a way, like in, in a stealth kind of way. And so back then we were dealing with energies that were very, I'm going to say, had a very different agenda for the earth than what the, the beings of light, our future selves have. We're, we are working to shift timelines. And those grid lines back then had a very different energetic uh, imprinting to them for humanity than our current, the current energetic lines that we're working on right now. Um, and in fact, the uh, timelines that you were sent to first clear, uh, those were very, there were some very strong reptilian uh, energies. It's sort of if you think about a spider web and the spider web is there and you can't see it. A, an insect doesn't necessarily see the spider web, but once it flies into it, it's, it's ensnared. Well, we have these kind of grid lines actually all over the place. And right now, the current kind of spider webbing that we are experiencing, we described in terms of 5G, 4G, 2G, 3G that kind of thing. That is an energetic frequency and that carries encodings, that ca that's carrying subliminal messages with it. And so the, the grid lines that we're experiencing now still have a kind of a fear frequency to it. And once you become discerning, you can tell exactly what's coming at you. And you can actually, if uh, I've said this before, you can be within yourself. So the early direction was to send teams out in three to form a trinity. And a trinity is the most stable force in nature. And so the concept there was to come together as one, three as one, and to form a field, a higher frequency field, but to, to keep your mind neutral and to amplify no fear so that you could, in a stealth way, go and into uh, those territories, if you will, that had very intense frequencies and not be detected. Uh, and there was a particular path. The, the guides were giving particular codes, names, and yet at the same time, 
it had to have been intuitively led uh, by the team, particular team that was going out. And, and yet there were other people that were individually guided to go in and, and do activations on their own. And that's why the direction always is to follow your guidance, follow your inner guidance. And I'm in particularly remembering the uh, activation that we did as a collective down in Henderson, North Carolina. That was a wild and woolly experience. Um, we showed up and then at, at the height of what we were doing there, we opened up a portal. I don't know if you remember that, but down into inner earth. And it was a, such an intense experience. It was so magnetic. It, some of us felt like we were like being pulled into the portal, but our work was to open that up. And we could not have done that work without the activation teams having crisscrossed that whole area um, to do the pre preliminary uh, openings for the larger group to go in and to, to open that up. And there were a lot of, uh, back then, a lot of trapped souls and a lot of souls, inner earth beings that were really just waiting, 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 waiting for somebody to come and, and to open things up for them so that they could be able to um, move through those heavier, more dense, fear-based grid systems. And the work that we did out west, I remember, I really wasn't meant to go on that trip with the three of you. I really, the guidance was for me to stand back. And I didn't. I ended up going right along with you, kind of energetically standing back. But when those inner, inner uh, dimensional beings got a hold of me, they just, I've never in all my life experienced such an internal interrogation. I mean, it was like pins and needles on steroids going over every, every nano inch of my body. And I knew just to stay neutral. My husband is laughing at me right now. And, you know, we get in, when we get into those higher states too, it's almost like our high selves take over. I remember on that trip, uh, you know, one of our traveling buddies, uh, she was guided to do certain hand signals. Uh, the sensing and knowing part was just so incredibly intense. And that's, again, I think another thing when you travel together, you do the work as a together, and especially in trinities that are so aligned with the mind being neutral you're much, it's a much easier thing to be able to listen to what you're to do and to know where you're to go. Because on the surface, it just looked like we're out, out wandering around, you know, in Colorado, Utah, and Arizona. And yet at the same time, we had the guidance ahead of time. We knew exactly the area that we were to go in because we could feel it before. And that's where the synergistic process of deep listening comes from before we partake of those kinds of things. And at some point I got that the activation sequences, the way we had been doing them, had come to a closure. That we were to start focusing on structure. And this, so that said, okay, structure. So every you know, our human mind says, well, structure's got to be this, form's got to be that. 
But what I began to realize is structure is energetic structure. And so to pull down from the higher matrix of what's already been uh, dreamt into, into being and then begin to anchor that structure into form. And that's what we're doing now. We're starting to look at, well, form has to do with the physical, form has to do with earth, and form has to do with energy systems. So certain energy systems, souls, embodied ones, light beings, they show up at a certain time in a certain place and we together are infused with this higher frequency, these interstellar frequencies, as these beings now are ready to gift humanity with incredible wisdom and knowledge. And that's what we're about to do here in a week. We're about to go to North Carolina. We're about to return to the site of a future, present future global light center that's about to anchor into form. And we are there to receive the wisdom and knowledge from the Octurians who have shown us that this is their place to be. This is, this is an area that has very little human distortion. They're able to send very clear signals and they're magnetizing souls to them, to this area to receive. And at first we used to think, oh, this is going to be a training center. This is going to be a place where we are going to teach. And it, I got to where I felt a little bit silly about that. It's just like, no, we are not teaching. <laughs> we are going there to be taught. We are going there to listen, to receive from the Octorians. And that's a very different dynamic, isn't it? Forever the student, forever the student. So I'm excited about that. And it's the same going on in these centers, New Mexico, Colorado, Montana, Montreal. We've been shown that we were to Guatemala, Hawaii, not to forget those two, that we were to both identify and to anchor light in these key locations before a certain time frame in order to balance and stabilize the, the planetary grid system. Um, frankly, now we know we've shown up right on time because look, my goodness, at the chaos that's going on right now. The polarity is pretty darn enormous. And yet here we are, our work is to go and to balance and stabilize the planetary grid system. One of the retreats that we did that stands out in my mind is different, and that just it might be just me, but it just seemed like it was different in the the purpose, and that was the Stargate opening retreat in, in New Mexico. Well, we did the first first Stargate, and then we did this a second. We came back. We came back like less than a year later. Yeah. Well, you call this Stargate opening. Uh, and yes. is there a re is was that actually very different from the other ones, or, or it just seemed like it was very time time sensitive, and that we were opening something that hadn't been opened before, or just very ancient. Yeah, and I I when you say the first one, the Stargate opening, and I remember that that uh, we were told to do that 
And I felt like we came back a time or two. So I remember Las Vegas, uh, New Mexico was a huge, 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 huge opening where we were bringing structure in. So let me just go back to the the first one. And that was April 2017, wasn't it? Some such thing. April. I want to say that it was April. I don't believe it was a summer. Maybe it was. I think that was the first time at Randy's. And then we came back uh, in the fall. It was in November, I believe. Yeah, they've... Um, <clears throat> yeah, so... Uh, so this is, again, what I do when I'm asking a question is to bring me the question I just said, okay, let me get specifically about what I was told to do, what that was about, what was the purpose, and and uh, did we accomplish the mission all in that one fell swoop, or was it a progression? And I remembered at the time it felt like it was going to be a progression of different times that we were going to be called back there um, and so the beings that are around me now are they're Syrian and Palladian beings they're saying yes uh, we called you to that particular region to open a, the stargate that is a permanent stargate a uh, Palladian it's a Syrian controlled Palladian uh, activated Stargate. It's to bring in the combination between truth and peace in very simplistic terms and to uh, begin the process of infusing uh, Renaissance uh, energy systems within the energy of the new Renaissance for uh, star technology. They're ready for that, but there needed to be a pure source space uh, created to do that so that there is to be a zero-point field and that's what we were doing we were opening up a zero-point field basically you can think of it as a hole in the planetary grid system remember I was just saying about all these overlapping grid systems you can't see them you can feel them and in some places, they're more dense than others. In this particular uh, region, the, um, how do you say, there are watchers there, and they're saying that's okay to have watchers, but you can't have the interference. And that's what they were doing, is they were setting up a field. It looks like a tubular structure where you stay inside the field, you build the plasma field, and the plasma field is bit, built through pure intention, again, selflessness. And so the first time we were there was to activate, activate that stargate and to open it up. And it, was, it felt like it was a bit on the tenuous side to me, uh, sort of like uh, a heart that does a sort of a a little quivering feeling and we were told that it was to to be fed it was to you know be that work was to continue which we did we we set intention that it remain open and we were called to return there yet again and the second time that we came back was 
really, really profound in the sense of it seemed to just blow the whole thing way, wide open. And it became uh, kind of an intergalactic highway where I began to see interstellar beings coming coming straight on in. It's, it's like it's an easy in and an easy out. And I've always seen these inner tubular, uh, they're like white uh, tunnels and they go everywhere. They go, you can be in from this, this earth plane, this galaxy, you can be in, in an entirely different star system within a nanosecond when you're in these tubes. And the earth is in her own tube. I mean, we're, we're in one master tube, but she has, she has these light tubes. That kind of, they're showing me a picture of like the heart. The heart has different ventricles. And so there are tubes that go in and out of the heart. Well, the earth is like that also, uh, but she has many different, many different uh, interstellar gateways, stargates for higher vibrational beings to be able to come in unimpeded. Uh, they really can't come very close to the earth plane without burning up or becoming ensnared but to open up those zero point fields um, and to keep them open and to keep, uh, um, I'm just being told they're cloaked right now. Um, there's something about there saying they don't want me to speak too specifically about this um, because they really don't want this region, I'm going to say, to be inundated by interference. And so, in a way, we're still working on the embodied level of competition, I'm going to say, to how much frequency, how much evolution, how much technology, star technology, uh, is going to be allowed to come into this planetary system how many beings, embodied ones, are going to be allowed to access star codes. And they're doing it in a way that they're safeguarding it so that no one person has all the information to a star technology. That's why they want to bring, to create zones, if you will, to attract people to these particular locations so that there could be some for lack of a better word, intermixing of energy systems. And so that there could be some connection. Some per one person would have a frequency or a code and another one has a different and it all goes together, but no one person has the entire picture. And I've been told this many times. So that first activation that we did in that region was to open the Stargate. The second was to stabilize it and to allow for an intergalactic uh, permanent presence there, permanent presence for these star starships to come and to go at will. And the third, the third activation that we did, uh, just not that, just uh, uh, some miles away, uh, some of us went up on those starships some of us were identified as starship commanders and we were given our assignments. Many, many of us were given assignments for what 
area, what zone, what region of the world we're to pay attention to, what culture, what, um, how we were going to be guided. And we were able to uh, keep that field open enough to receive to receive the codes that we're working on even today. And the next five to seven years in that region is going to be important because that stargate is to go all the way through the Earth. It doesn't just come into the surface of the Earth. It goes through the Earth. And so it provides safe passage for the inner Earth uh, interstellar beings that have been there and have uh, held center, if you will, and the Tolothians the, and, and others. It's not just the, the inner Earth people from the Mount Shasta area making their way there. There are many other people because there's, a, there's truly a war going on under the surface. And that's a way that's going to be a, a place, a portal, if you will, uh, for souls to leave or the souls underneath to be birthed and to come out through that sacred lake and also interstellar beings. So it's going to be a huge transference of energy there of, in, for, of the inner races to come and go at will. And so the plasma field that is to be built there through our commitment uh, we're to hold that space. And they're saying to me now, don't get so caught up on buying land. This is not about buying land. This is about holding the field open. This is about getting your frequency high. And you do that and the rest will take care of itself. And that will come in time. But don't, don't get caught up on form before you anchor structure. Structure comes first. And how do we do that if we're actually not there? I'm hearing what's time and space. So it doesn't matter that we're actually living there. It, what matters is that it's in our awareness and others are living there. And not to get hung up on place in, the lo in a localized sense. Uh, they're saying you could look at a map you could, uh, where's my, my globe? You can look at a map and you can zero in and, and those spots will light up and you can put energy to those parts of the world and that, that is the work. You've been feeling the desire to return to the different places of activation, Montreal, Hawaii, New yes. Mexico. And, yes, yes. Uh, and yes. That, and that is to more fully seat the energy, the ground energy, or to more amplify our own light codes, or you, you tell me what. Yeah, so, so there's a layering effect going on there. You know how I was just speaking about structure. So we have been opening up stargates we've been working with the interdimensional grid system we have been working on balancing and stabilizing the planetary grid system and now it's time to anchor to anchor structure into form form is the earth form are where these energetic ley lines come together the intersecting ley lines and the structure are the, the higher 
for lack of a better word, like the words that I'm hearing are the higher dream forms of the higher, higher ideals of humanity. And the future selves that are returning now to infuse us with those future outpicturings that we ourselves have imagined without key, the key thing here is without the interference of those very draconian uh, ley lines, energy lines, and they're very draconian kind of energy lines, power, control, domination, separation, fear. Early on, the, the, the karmic redo of the human race was eliminated. Those, those tubes, uh, karmic tube, tubes, reincarnation tubes, I'm going to say, were cut off. Now, the stargates of these different places now are open. There are major portals that are open. Um, Guatemala, we were told, is the mother of all of the ancient, the center of the ancient temple system. And that would take two to three years for the light lines to find their way to be infused into the various parts of the planetary grid system. And now as we're being called to return, we're being called now to, to put our feet on the ground in particular locations and to anchor the structure. So in other words, if we had been called to anchor structure where those power oppression and control grids were in effect, they wouldn't have a chance of being birthed into form. But now the lines are being cleaned up. And I feel that between 2021 and 2024 is going to be the time that we're going to be called back to particular locations. Some locations are going to take time to get cleared out, clean, cleaned up by the residual of the, I'm going to say, the infusion of those power and control programs to be cleared out of people and souls to leave. There's, there is a lot of sort of interference still, uh, interstellar beings that are crowding into human consciousness. So if I look at a human being and I can see that there's entities around that human being, they're, they're trying to kind of camouflage and hide out. And the human being is saying, I don't know why I feel so horrible, or I don't, I don't understand why it gets angry so quickly, or I don't, or, or I don't know why I have such horrible thoughts about greed and jealousy, and I don't know why I'm doing such horrible things. That's actually not necessarily the human being. That is an entity, perhaps, that shouldn't, has no business being here any longer. And it just takes time as the human being starts to wake up and the light is being infused into the planetary grid system. We are a part of the grid system and yet we have sovereignty. So we have individual choice. So there's a process. There's another, it feels like another three to five years for these, 
beings, I'm going to say, um, leave. So basically, leave us alone so what's here stays here. The consciousness of human, the humanity, stays here. And so as we return, that's all to say that if we were to anchor structure into form in those areas where there's still, I'm going to say, interference, uh, it would be distorted. Those codes would either disappear, they would be confiscated, they would be distorted. In other words, there's no clear vessel in which those codes to come into. That's why we have been guided to create zones, global light centers or pure source zones, zero point. They're an ability for an energy system to come in, to get cleared, to rejuvenate, to be revitalized, and to be infused with light, to be balanced and stabilized in a collective by holding that field. Others are holding the field for the person then they're able to be infused with these codes, these light codes. Um, but right now it's still kind of iffy because the clearing process in parts of the world are still taking place. And so the reason why we're guided to return to these places, uh, it feels very fluid to me. In other words, we're not going to tell you ahead of time and telegraph, quote-unquote telegraph, when we want you to be there, uh, you've, you, you need to listen. You need to listen and, and be intuitively guided. And so that's why so many of us have seen ourselves traveling around from place to place to place to place and dropping in. So right now it's a returning to begin to anchor structure into form for those those places, those uh, geographies that we've identified and to go back and to, to do that work. Just like we can't went back to New Mexico three times, one to open, one to stabilize, and one to infuse light into the energy systems that are going to carry that work forward. So now as we begin the process of being called back to those places, it's for a different purpose. And so the configurations that we will have will look a little different as well. And, and we'll be, in a, in a way, ministering, ministering to one another and ministering to the people in those locations that are called into the center, the center that, which is the center of the vortex, and we'll continue to hold center after we've left the area. And so in some cases, we'll be there for a little while, maybe a week, a couple weeks, a month. It depends. Some of us will stay and be left behind. Others will go forward. And you talked also about the types of people that will be coming in, the new, new, new groups of people, to actually expand the boundaries of our, our present configuration uh, which has been fairly insulated, but it seems like that hasn't been a bad thing. But now it's time for new blood to come in. Is there a best way for that to happen? A good way to call, uh, call for them? Okay, so we've been, we've been, I've been told that we're a metastar. So a metastar is sort of like, uh, we carry the master blueprint. But we're not necessarily the master builders. 
where the work the carries of the master blueprint then you have architect you have master builders you have master teachers and then you have the directors of the project and then you actually have the people that live that come and live in the project does that make sense so there's mm -hmm. so in other words so the the people that are drawn into this, the guidance is to pay attention to the next step. When we're bringing a structure in, we're bringing visionaries, the dreamers, the doers into creation with us, co-creation. And we're having conversation. We're helping them to understand what our mission is so that we can get an energetic handshake. But there's a layering that takes place here there's a core frequency that we're all where we all have a common common frequency that we're aligning with which is what we call the zero point uh, coming from the purity of one's heart serving selflessly with kindness and compassion and generosity of spirit there's a really basic identification there and there's a direct knowing there's almost like an instant sense of you know, we know, we know one another right away. And what happens after that is that's where the sacred circle uh, experience, the meditations, the synergistic meditations that take place and the, and the, the governance by consensus. First, you're downloading your own individual and then just like each person starts to discern, oh, I see what's, uh, what, what I'm to be doing. And then the, there's a complementary kind of thing that happens. And then life starts to take on a form that's very dynamic. I mean, as we've been doing this work, uh, it changes and shifts and morphs. Um, and yet when we look back, there's a tremendous organization and patterning that goes, that goes along with this. And so that's the next phase of this. It's a call to action. It's one, explaining what we're doing, and two, it, it's a call to action. We're calling forth those architects, those master builders, and those teachers, eventually the teachers, but it's not just one, then this, then this, then this. Uh, we've seen that how spirit does. You know, spirit will say, do this, and it seems completely out of the blue and out of order, but when you look back, it was the most expeditious way to get someplace. New Earth Matrix.